Casey, are you there? <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, your yawn made me yawn and I wasn't ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good morning. Hi. Hi. I'm here. Yeah, you're here. Okay, so today we've got more Bible to go through. Are you ready for uh, the yes. quick summary? That's definitely. I mean, we're not going to need to really go through this course entire not. thing. Of course not. So, all right. So, heathens, I hope you're ready for this roller coaster ride. Uh, last time Elijah was a caveman and got sweet prophecies whispered into his ear while God butt fucked him. Ahab and Jezebel are evil fucks, in case you didn't know. Uh, Ben, king of the harems, uh, attacked the Good Samaritans, in case you didn't know that. Random fact thrown out there. Um, Ben ends up demanding that all, all of Ahab's property, including his wives and children, because as we all know, wives are property as well as children are property. They are not people. And they don't deserve rights like people. Um... God then tells Ahab to go and fuck Ben up, uh, and God has his back, so he's definitely going to fuck Ben up. And then Ahab fucks Ben hard, obviously. Um, And then God talks to Ahab... uh, Oh, tells Ahab, sorry. God tells Ahab he will be attacked uh, by Ben again, because Ben's a dick. Ben's generals then claim that Yahweh was a hillbilly god and therefore can't fight in the open fields because he's a dipshit. Yahweh then has Ahab fuck him up because redneck doesn't mean inept. Ahab, uh... Oh, Ahab spares Ben, but that pisses Yahweh off. Something awful. A prophet tells him that Ahab will be will die because Ahab didn't kill a motherfucker. Then there was three years of peace in the Middle East, which is something that will probably never be heard of again. Um, Ahab uh, waited or wanted. (laughs) You're having trouble with your own writing. Uh, Yes, I am. I'm having trouble with my own writing. Ahab wanted some guy's shit. So Jezebel uh, had him framed and killed uh, so that they could just take it. And that's one way that they're evil, I guess. Um, Elijah, the prophet, uh, prophetized, uh, prophecy, prophesized is, um, (laughs) (laughs) that some vampire dogs will lick up his blood. That would be Ahab's blood. And then they will eat Jezebel out. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Ahab then freaked out, got naked, and refused to eat. God was then convinced not to kill Ahab, but to kill Ahab's sons. Ahab's son then um, uh, becomes king for about two years. Uh, And then after that, Jeho wanted the king of Israel, assuming it's Ahab, to attack uh, King Arthur. In case you guys didn't know, King Arthur was alive at this time. No. Jeho then wanted to talk to God uh, about going to war, and all the prophets gave him the green light. But then, magically, Ahab turns into Donald Trump uh, and makes an appearance to complain <sighs> about how certain prophet is spreading fake news about him. <laughs> the fake news prophet says not to go to war. God, apparently, and his ultimate wisdom was sending lies to the other prophets and then fake. And then the fake news prophet was like, no, I'm not lying for you, God. And then told the truth. 
because he told the truth, Donald Trump Ahab guy over here had the prophet uh, imprisoned. The end. So today we got Donald Trump on the show. Everybody welcome the God King himself. <laughs> that was a disaster. No, it wasn't. Yes. It was perfect. You know, I'm going to age prematurely because I sit over here as we're like watching videos of stuff or reading the Bible and I just put my hands on my face and just like tear my skin down and it's going to make me age. Oh yeah. You know, I think I made it within the five minutes. Yeah, but it's not, it's not right. What? It's not, it's not right. Okay. Well, I'm assuming you're going to tell me how I'm wrong. I mean, I always do. Yeah. What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? So today we're going to be going over more of, uh, I guess it's primarily just Ahab and Jezebel. Yes. They're fucking shit up all over the place. Yeah. So uh, Casey's going to correct me on all my bullshit that I just laid out. So if you made (laughs) it past the very beginning, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it took me a minute to figure out a couple of where a couple of the things you said came from. And then I'm like, oh. Everything is sourced in in our Bible study, so. I hope you guys are ready for this. Uh, okay. So, um, I don't know if I, I, I hate to say I wasn't paying attention. You, did you say Kings, uh, first Kings chapter 20, 21 and 22? Oh no, I didn't okay. say what we're That's what at. we're going over today. Uh, uh, first Kings 20 through 22. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if we're not, we're, we're not going to get all the way through 22. Um, we're going to pick up the very end of 22 next week. So, but that's what we're mostly doing today. And, um, you talked about what happened last time, mm-hmm. like where we ended off, right? Yep. So, yeah, no, just to, just to recall, last time Elijah got sweet nothings prophesied into his ear as he got butt fucked by God. That's not, well, we don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> we do know, uh, based on the Bible story, that God came to Elijah on a whis- on a whisper, right? Into his ear. <laughs> So, um, that's where we ended off. Elijah is in a cave. He is, uh, he's told by God who to appoint as king or who to, who to anoint, not appoint, sorry, who to anoint as king of Israel, who to anoint as king of, uh, um, I'm losing my head, Israel and, and, and uh, Judah. Judah. Thank you. God, man, I need some more coffee. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so who who to anoint as king of Israel and um, Judah, and then also who Elijah's replacement is going to be, which is Elisha. Now we're not going to talk about Elisha this time, or next time we're going to have him um, the time after. So right. um, it's still a couple a couple of weeks this week and next week before you get to Elisha. But anyway, we have the prophecy from God. This is these these are the people who are going to replace you, but. Ahab and Jezebel is who we're going to talk about today. So, um, Ben-Hadad is the king of Aram, and he mustered his entire army, accompanied by 32 kings with their horses and chariots. He went up and besieged Samaria and attacked it. Now, Ahab is the king of Samaria. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he sent, uh, he, meaning Ben-Hadad, uh, the king of Aram, 
He sent messengers into the city to Ahab, king of Israel, saying, This is what Ben-Hadad says, Your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children are mine. The king of Israel answered, Just as you say, my lord the king, I and all I have is yours. The messengers came again and said, This is what Ben-Hadad says, I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and your children, but about this time tomorrow I am going to send my officials to search your palace and the houses of your officials. They will seize everything you value and carry it away. The king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and said to them, See, this is how the man look, th- er, see, this man is looking for trouble. When he sent for my wives and my children, my silver and my gold, I did not refuse him. The elders and the people all answered, Don't listen to him or agree to his demands. So he replied to Ben Hadad's messengers, Tell my lord the king, your servant will do all you demanded the first time, but this demand I cannot meet. They left and took the answer back to Ben Hadad. Then Ben-Hadad sent another message to Ahab. May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each of my men a handful. So he's going to destroy everything. The king of Israel answered, tell him, one who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. Ben-Hadad heard this message while he and the kings were drinking in their tents, and he ordered his men prepare to attack. So they prepared to attack the city. Meanwhile, a prophet came to Ahab, king of Israel, and announced, This is what the Lord says. Do you see this vast army? I will give it into your hand today, and then you will know that I am the Lord. I don't know how many times we've seen this before. Yeah, this seems very repetitive, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why God has to repeatedly confirm that he is the Lord to these people. I mean, it because it seems like almost every generation, God has to work to convince these people. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but who will do this? Asked Ahab. Uh, the prophet replied, this is what the Lord says. The young officers and the provincial commanders will do it. And who will start the battle? He asked. And the prophet answered, you will. So Ahab summoned the young officers of the provincial commanders, 232 men. Then he assembled the rest of the Kings, uh, or sorry, the rest of the Israelites, 7,000 in all. They set out at noon while Ben-Hadad and the 32 Kings aligned allied with him were in the tents getting drunk the young officers of the provincial command uh, the commanders went out first now ben hadad had dispatched scouts who reported men are advancing from samaria he said if they have come out for peace take them alive if they have come out for war take them alive the young officers of the provincial commanders marched out into the city with army behind them and each one struck down his opponent At that, the Arameans fled with the Israelites in pursuit. But Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, escaped on horseback with some of his horsemen. The king of Israel advanced and overpowered the horses and chariots and inflicted heavy losses on the Arameans. Afterward, the prophet came to the king of Israel and said, Strengthen your position and see what must be done, because next spring the king of Aram will attack you again. So he, he ends up taking out this army well not necessarily taking it out but you know defeating them then right so the officials of king aram advised uh ben of uh ben hadad their gods are the gods of the hills that is why they were too strong for us but if we fight them on the plains surely we will be stronger than they see god is the hillbilly god Can you imagine, like, redneck God up there with, like, his uh, overalls 
He's got his thumbs in in his like little uh, his his little suspenders suspenders. Uh-huh. And he's just like, yep, we're gonna <laughs> fuck these motherfuckers up, okay? <laughs> so <clears throat> the advice the officials tell Ben Haddad do this. Remove all the kings from their commands and replace them with other officers. You must also raise an army like the one you lost. Horse for horse and chariot for chariot. So we can fight Israel on the plains. Then surely we will be stronger than they. How exactly do they replenish their numbers? Like, I don't know because they kill they kill animals all the fucking time. Yeah. Horses well, though. I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing it's like replenish your numbers. Well, where the fuck? I mean, I guess we could go and steal them. Yes, go steal them. <laughs> go steal, steal those people. motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did do that. Yeah. Steal people. Um, so. Remember that time they stole all those little girls to have as like wives and shit? Yes. Not not this particular group, but in the past, in the Bible, there was. It, this, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't one time, but I know which time you're talking yeah. about. They they killed. They went into this, the walls of the city, took all of the, um, killed all of the men and took the women. Mm-hmm. So he agreed with them and acted accordingly. The next spring, Ben-Hadad mustered the Arameans and went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. When the Israelites were also mustered and given provisions, they marched out to meet them. The Israelites camped opposite them like two small flocks of goats, while the Arameans covered the countryside. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's comparing this small group of people like goats, you know, to this massive army. The man of God came up and told the king of Israel, this is what the Lord says. Because the Arameans think the Lord is a God of the hills and not a God of the valleys, I will deliver this vast army into your hands and you will know that I am Lord. For seven days, they camped opposite each other. And on the seventh day, the battle was joined. The Israelites inflicted a hundred thousand casualties on the Aramean foot soldiers in one day. The rest of them escaped to the city of Aphek, where the wall collapsed on 27,000 of them. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a fuck ton, huh? I know, this little small army killed 100,000 men in one day. Yeah. Seems a that's little a lot of slaughter. Seems a little unrealistic. I don't know. I mean, you know, if you were like Thor or something, I'm sure you could do it. They're not. <laughs> and that's blasphemous, John. How dare you? <laughs> So Ben-Hadad fled to the city and hid in in, an inner room. His official said to him, look, we have heard the kings of the house of Israel are merciful. Let us go to the king of Israel with sackcloth around our waist and rope around our heads. Perhaps he will spare your life. Can you imagine his outfit? (laughs) Just a sackcloth and a rope tied around your forehead. It's like. (laughs) Okay, Rambo. What's going on here, buddy? (laughs) Why are you dressed all crazy and shit? (laughs) Don't touch this guy. (laughs) He might come from it. So, wearing sackcloth around their waist and ropes around their heads, they went to the king of Israel and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad says, please let me live. The king answered, Is he still alive? He is my brother. The men took this as a good sign and were quick to pick up his word. Yes, your brother, Ben-Hadad, they said. Go and get him, the king said. When Ben-Hadad came out, Ahab uh, had had him come up into his chariot. I will return the cities of my f- that my father took from your father, Ben-Hadad offered. You may set up your own market areas in Damascus, as my father did in Samaria. So he's trying to make a deal, right? Right. Ahab said, on the basis of treaty, I will set you free. So he made a treaty with him and let him go. 
seems reasonable enough, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think that, like, just wholesale killing people is a good idea ever, but, I mean, I'm an atheist with these horrible fucking values and shit. (laughs) I don't even know how I come to this. I just sort of think shit up. Okay. So, you would think this would be reasonable, but by the word of the Lord, one of the sons of the prophets said to his companion, strike me with your weapon, but the man refused. So the prophet said, because you have not obeyed the Lord, as soon as you leave me, a lion will kill you. And after the man went away, a lion found him and killed him. <laughs> I mean, but all the time, God is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, God is good all the time. Or what, uh, I just God said, is- I just said the end part. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. God is good all the time. And all the time. God is good. That's, right. I just ended it. I just said the end part. I know. I know. <laughs> So the prophet found another man and said, strike me, please. Like, honestly, if if some guy just walked up to me and was like, hey, can you fucking hit me? I would not hit them. Well, I mean, just imagine this scene. He's walking up to somebody. He's just like, hey, hey, fucking smack me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And the first guy's like, oh, shit. What? No, I'm not going to hit you. And the guy just sort of stands there wide eyed. And then a lion just materializes out of nowhere, kills him. And then he goes up to another guy. After having seen this take place, <laughs> he's like, fucking hit me. Yeah. And and the guy's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Boosh. That's what happened. So the man struck him and wounded him. Then the prophet went and stood by the road waiting for the king. So he this was all a setup, right? Mm-hmm. He disguised himself with his headband down over his eyes. As the king passed by, the prophet called out to him, your servant went into the thick of battle and someone came to me with a captive and said, guard this man. If he is missing, it will be your life for his life or you must pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here uh, and there, this man disappeared. So the king of Israel said, that is your sentence. You have pronounced it yourself. So maybe the guy was trying to, I feel like the the prophet was trying to get the king to give him a talent of silver to give to the guy to spare his life, but he didn't do that. Right. He just said, that's your sentence, life for a life. So the prophet quickly removed the headband from his eyes and the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. He said to the king, Uh, This is what the Lord says. You have set free a man I had determined should die. Therefore, it is your life for his life, your people for his people. Sullen and angry, the king of Israel went to his palace in Samaria. Well, I was just going to be like, you you know, just imagine that scene taking place. Like the king comes upon this guy and he he gives him this like sad story. And the king's like, well, you know, that's your penance, you know, and everything. And then the guy just goes, ha ha! King, you too shall die. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, whoa, crazy fuck. (laughs) I'm just going to go on. (laughs) Well, but he recognized him. And so he knew he was fucked. Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, but but after that happened there for three years, there was no war between Aram and Israel. Okay. So there was peace in Syria which we would like to also have today. Um, <laughs> so sometime later, there was an incident involving a vineyard belonging to Naboth, the Jezreelite. Uh, 
The vineyard was in Jezreel, close to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Ahab said to Naboth, let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable garden since it is close to my palace. In exchange, I will give you a better vineyard or if you prefer, I will pay you whatever it is worth. But Naboth replied, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my father's. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Well, I I just, I feel like in this particular instance, it's just like the land's not for sale. Oh, but I'll pay you handsomely. I mean, I just said the land's not for sale. Oh, okay. God told me not to do it. <laughs> like, like, what do I have to tell you in order to get this through your thick skull? <laughs> I'm not selling you my land. This is the inheritance of my father's, right? Right. So, Naboth is not going to give him the vineyard. So Ahab went home sullen and angry because he didn't get his way. And um, he lay on his bed sulking and refused to eat. His wife Jezebel came in and asked him, why are you so sullen? Why won't you eat? He answered her, because I said to Naboth, the Jezreelite, sell me your vineyard, or if you prefer, I will give you another vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Jezebel... <laughs> I'm sorry. This sounds like such a rich, spoiled brat thing. Oh, I know. It's it? so, it's so bad. <laughs> can, can, I can just imagine Jezebel. I'm sorry. I'm coming up with all of these great dramatizations. I know. I like things. them though. So like you imagine Jezebel's coming in and uh, 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 what's what's his face? Ahab. Ahab. Mm-hmm. Ahab's laying down, face down on his bed being like, I'm not going to eat. And it's like. <laughs> Why are you being a bitch? And he's like, because this fuck over here won't give me his land. I even offered to pay him and he just won't give it to me. And Jezebel's like, oh, well, fuck. So Jezebel has to fix it, right? Yeah. Or else Ahab is going to continue to be a little bitch. (laughs) So uh, she said, is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'll get you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Oh, that's basically just telling him to quit being a little bitch. Quit being a bitch. Don't worry. I'll fix it. Right. It's a wife. It's a wife. Right. Yeah. I mean, I do the same to you sometimes. Wait, what? (laughs) It's a wife. No, I mean, you don't tell me to quit being a little bitch, but then again, I'm I'm well, very rarely, if at all, laying face <laughs> down, refusing to eat, let alone because somebody won't sell me their shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you're, when you're upset, I try to say something that will cheer you up. I mean, not necessarily quite like she does, <laughs> but then like, if there's something I can help with or try to fix, I will. You yeah, know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so like, she's doing wife things. She, she's just, but to be fair, she's one of the most evil people in the Bible. Right. And I mean, to, to the point where they have, they, Christians use the name Jezebel to refer to evil women and evil female spirits. Oh, I thought it was just topless ladies. No. They also use it for whores. (laughs) (laughs) Also whores. Also whores. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Jezebel wrote letters in Ahab's name, placed his seal on them, and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city with him. In those she wrote... Proclaim a day of fasting and seat Naboth in a prominent place among the people, but seat two scoundrels opposite him and have them testify that he has cursed both God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So she comes up with this plan and the elders and nobles who live in Naboth's city asked no questions, 
no problems. They just did as she directed in the letters. They proclaimed a day of fasting, seated Naboth at a prominent place among the people, set two scoundrels opposite him, and they brought charges against him before the people, saying he has cursed both God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. So as soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, get up and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth. Uh, the Jezreelite, that he refused to sell you, he is no longer alive but dead. When Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he got up and went down to take possession of Naboth's vineyard. So, what we don't know is if Ahab knew of this scheme. What we do know, he doesn't seem to ask any questions and just goes and takes the land. Mm-hmm. So, he takes it. He doesn't pay anybody for it. Like, this would be inherited. Someone would inherit Naboth's land, but that, I guess, hasn't happened yet, so he just goes and he well, takes it. Well, well so I, here's how I imagine this happening, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> so, like, uh, people know that Ahab wanted to get this guy's land, and then a few days later, uh, these scoundrels were like, ah, you... you what I can't remember what they accused. Cursed, they, 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 he's cursed God and the king. Yeah, cursed God and the king, and then he's stoned and dead, and then everybody's like, you know what? Um... You know, Ahab, you could just have that land there. I don't mm-hmm. even want that shit. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm just going to go over here and, like, I don't know, grow some potatoes or something. I don't know what the fuck they grow <laughs> at that time. Like wheat, uh-huh. maybe? They I think grew, ma- they grew a lot of different things. Yeah. Lima beans? <clears throat> so, uh, Ahab is uh, goes to Naboth's vineyard. So, the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who rules in Samaria. He is now in Naboth's vineyard, where he has gone to take possession of it. Say to him, this is what the Lord says. Have you not murdered a man and seized his property? Then say to him, this is what the Lord says. In place of where dogs licked up Naboth's blood, dogs will lick up your blood. Yes, yours. Ahab said to Elijah, so you have found me, enemy I have found you, he answered, because you have sold yourself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, I am going to bring disaster on you. I will consume your descendants and cut off from Ahab every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will make your house like that of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and of uh, uh, Baasha, son of Ahijah, because you have provoked me to anger and have caused Israel to sin. And also concerning Jezebel, the Lord says, dogs will devour Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Dogs will eat those belonging to Ahab who die in the city, and the birds of the air will feed on those who die in the country. So, we have vampire that dogs. again. V- vampire dogs. Right. They're going to lick up his blood. I mean, come on. What else are you going to call a dog that drinks blood? I mean, that's a fucking vampire. I don't care what species you are. That's a vampire if you're drinking blood. I mean, they don't drink blood. They well, I mean, it says they lick up blood. That yeah. Okay. That you lick up water. You lick up blood. I mean, that's just how that that's drinking for a dog. Okay. So yeah, vampire fucking dogs. That's crazy <laughs> shit in the Bible. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> when 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 sometimes I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay so when ahab heard these words he tore his clothes put on a sackcloth and fasted he lay in sackcloth and went around meekly more sackcloth i 
I can't. More, more of this kind of attitude from Ahab of just a spoiled rich brat. Well, that's a common thing to do when you're like in mourning or repenting. You tear your clothes and humble yourself. And so you put on sackcloth instead of royal garments. Well, no, I understand that. Right. But like even before when we've mentioned this. I mean, it just see it seems like such a dramatic thing to do. It's mm-hmm. like, oh God, God is pissed off at me. What should I do? Tear my I'm going to tear my clothes asunder, and I'm going to put on a sackcloth, and then I'm not going to eat for five days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might as well throw himself on the bed and just start crying. He's like, God's mad at me because I stole some fuck's land. Well, I, I mean, he killed him and took his land. Well, he didn't do it, and no. we don't even know if he knew about it. No, no, no. But here's here's the thing. It kind of works, right? Doing the tearing clothes and, okay. So the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Have you noticed how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself, I will not bring this disaster in his day. But. Shit. What? I will bring it on his house in the days of his son. Oh, fuck. (laughs) He can't get out of it completely. No, 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 he can't. But don't you like how murder, or, or, or at least whatever this is, is completely forgiven? Oh, because he tore his clothes and because, put on sackcloth? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and then he didn't eat for a few days. Like, I, I like how that's the qualification for forgiving somebody, and at least it seems the Old Testament is like, oh, did you see? He ran around naked and didn't eat. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't about that. It was about the fact that he humbled himself before God. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I understand that. But it, it still seems to come down to he, you know, stripped all of his clothes off and then didn't eat for a few days. And it's like, do you see how humble he is? It's like, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> He's acted like not a douche for four days. He's well, still a he's still a douche. Well, not only that, but think about it. Like he's being punished because he took the guy's land, but he didn't murder the guy or anything. Like he didn't no. cause the guy to die or anything like that. He just he took the thing that he wanted after it was just sitting there not being claimed. And apparently Well, that- it wasn't that it was sitting there not being claimed. It was just the guy's dead that said he couldn't have it, so he took it. Right. But still, I think that is monumentally like less in in uh, of a problem than like having him falsely accused and stoned. Right, but that was Jezebel's doing. I, I know that was Jezebel's. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that he's you know uh, levying this against uh, God is levying this against Ahab when yeah. Ahab isn't even the worst one in this situation. Oh no, but Jezebel's gonna get fucked up too. Oh yeah, she's gonna get eaten or something, right? Yeah, by dogs. Yeah, not the good way. Is there a good way to get eaten by dogs? I I wasn't meaning the dogs part. I was just that first part, the first half of that sentence, part A of that. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we're kind of done. It br- it'll bring on um, the disaster will be brought on in the house of his in his house, but not now when his son is um, in the days of his son is how they put it. So. Ahizah, son of Ahab, became king of Israel in Samaria in the 17th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel for two years. That's pretty much all we hear about that, because three in the third year, somehow, and we don't know how, Ahab is king again. All right. So 
But in the third year, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went down to see the king of Israel. Ahab slaughtered many sheep and cattle for him and the people with him and urged uh, him to attack Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to his officials, don't you know that Ramoth Gilead belongs to us? And yet we are doing nothing to retake it from the king of Aram. So he asked Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to fight against Ramoth Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, I am as you are. My people are your people. My horses are your horses. So this is Israel and Judah working together, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, but Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, first thing, seek the counsel of the Lord, because Jehoshaphat is far more godly in, you know, in, in, in this circumstance than um, Ahab. Right. Right. So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, about 400 men, and asked them, shall I go to war with Ramoth Gilead or shall I refrain? Go, they answered, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. Dressed in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now, Zedekiah, son of Kaniah, can can no. <laughs> Not that. Um, son of Kenna Kenana? Kenana? I don't know. Had made iron horns and he declared, This is what the Lord says. With these you will gore the Arameans until they are destroyed. Like these iron horn things. And they'll gore them? Yeah, like <sighs> like yeah, it's gross, right? All the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth Gilead and be victorious, they said, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not a prophet of the Lord whom we can inquire of? So I think he would just, Jehoshaphat was not really convinced by this and didn't think that these prophecies were actually coming from God. So the king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, there is still one man though through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imla. <laughs> the king should not say that, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, bring Micaiah, son of Imla, at once. So this is the Donald Trump part. If yeah. you could tell, it sounds exactly like Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't like him because he always tells me shit I don't want to hear. Yeah, he always says bad shit about me. So therefore, he's fake news. Okay, <laughs> he's fake news. You don't got to listen to him. They just make shit up all the time. So the messenger who had gone to summon Micaiah said to him, look, as one man, the other prophets are predicting success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. So the messenger tells him what to say. All right. So Micaiah said, as surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord says to me. When he arrived, the king asked him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall I refrain? Attack and be victorious, he answered, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. The king said to him, how many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micaiah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, didn't I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me, but only bad? Micaiah continued, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with the host of heaven surrounding him on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, 
Who will entice Ahab into attacking Ramoth Gilead and going to high or going to his death there? One suggested this and another that. Finally, a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. By what means? The Lord asked. I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouths of all his prophets, he said. You will succeed in enticing him, said the Lord. Go and do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the big the, the the big plan that wins out is I'm just going to lie to him. <laughs> yeah, but also <clears throat> I I like how God is actively sending out a spirit mm-hmm. to lie to people. Like this is something that is very vehemently attested to in the Bible that God doesn't lie, which mm-hmm. I guess technically is true. But I mean, he's he sending sent the spirit to lie, right? Mm-hmm. So God isn't lying, but a spirit is. But I mean, if it's a spirit sent by God, I mean, I don't know. I still feel like this falls on God because it's like, well, cause, yeah, because God's like, yeah, that, that's a good well, plan. Go lie to him. It's not even like the spirit brought it to him. God said, "What can I do? Who can I? Who can I? Who will entice Ahab into attacking Ramoth Gilead and going to his death there?" So he knew if he he knows if he attacks Ramoth Gilead, he's going to go to his death. Mm-hmm. So somehow he has to be convinced to do it. Yeah. I wonder if this is supposed to be like Satan or something like that. I don't think it is because Satan supposedly fell like in the Garden of Eden. So this would not be. No, I mean, I wouldn't think so either. But apparently Satan is the father of lies and he's got the spirit that's just so willing to actively lie. Mm -hmm. Because he knows it's what God wants. So he's lying for what God wants. It's fine. Oh, okay. So now the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all these prophets of yours. The Lord has decreed disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, son of whatever, went up and slapped Micaiah in the face. Which way did the spirit of the spirit from the Lord go when he went for me to speak to you? He asked. Micaiah replied, you will find out on the day you go to hide in an inner room. It's weird, right? (laughs) So the king of Israel then ordered, take Micaiah and send him back to Amen, the ruler of the city, and to Joseph, or sorry, Josh, Josh, Joash, Joash, the king's son, and say, This is what the king says put this fellow in prison and give him nothing but bread and water until I return safely. Micaiah declared, If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, Mark my words, all you people. <laughs> Mark my words, you will die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I, he, he's obviously going to get fucked up because God was lying to all the prophets or he had somebody lie for him. If, I you, mean, believe, a, if you believe Micaiah. If you believe Micaiah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. Don't you think God would get pissed off at Micaiah? I mean, the, the only way that he could get this kind of revelation is from God himself. God gave it to him. Right. And so, so I think what's happening is that God is not only sending the lying spirits, but he's giving or the lying, the, the lying spirit to make all the prophets tell and the prophets think that they're telling the truth. They don't think they're lying. They think they're telling the truth. Right. And so the prophets are telling the king this. And so God is actually, he's giving Ahab an out. By right. using Micaiah, he's saying, because he could have just sent the lying spirits or the lying spirit and, and all the other prophets and the other prophets convince him and he go and die. Mm-hmm. But he's giving him an out through Micaiah. If he trusts Micaiah and what Micaiah is saying 
and doesn't go to uh, uh, Ramoth Gilead, then he's more worthy. Right. Yeah. So this is his out. Mm. Okay. What do you think? How, how much do you want to think? You think he takes it? No, I don't think he does. No. I, because, I mean, it's a pretty obvious that he just wants confirmation. The uh, like confirmation that it's okay to go and fuck these people up. Yeah. Well, they want. I mean, they wanted to take the land back and all the right. shit and the women, of course. Right. So, I mean, it only makes sense that it would just end up with him being like, "Well, it's like how many prophets were there? Four hundred. Four hundred. It's four hundred to one." I'm thinking we're green lit, fellas. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also kind of an indicator that he puts him in prison. He puts Makai well, in prison. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big indicator. I mean, yeah. puts him in prison and everything like that. And so, I, and I mean, I him think- and Micaiah have had run-ins before. Obviously, the story talks about it. But, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Micaiah doesn't want to tell him the truth. Right. But he does. And now, now Ahab has a chance. But we won't find out till next week what he does. Right. But I'm going to give you some spoilers. Oh no! Spoil spoiler alert, guys! If you if you're really concerned with spoilers, you might want to just <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. So next week in the Bible, in the Bible, <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Ahab dies. Ahab dies. But I'm not going to tell you how. Oh shit! Until next week, um, Jehoshaphat is rebuked. You know, good old rebuking. We've got a rebuke. Ahab is buried. With his white whale. Um, as uh, Ahaziah, Ahaziah rules alone. Um, so it kind of seems like um, ah- Ahaziah or Ahaziah and Ahab were kind of co-ruling a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they still call Ahab king of Israel. But it says that they that he only ruled, to, that he ruled two years. Right. But then he also succeeds him as king. So we're going to talk about him. Um. We're going to have some reform in the justice system, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're going to have some problems with the Moabites, for sure. The Moabites are going to have problems. Oh, Ahaziah is going to fall ill and die. And then the week after that, we're going to be on to Elisha. Well, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've got more kings of Israel croaking. We don't have very, very many kings of Israel that last for very long, do we? No. But, I mean, at least until Jesus. Then he's the ultimate king of Israel. Oh, okay. (laughs) But anyways, heathens, um, if you're interested, please do stay tuned for next week because we got a lot of good shit coming. And then the week after that, we're going to be doing uh, Elisha. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe he starts out strong with uh, mass murder. (laughs) is what he does so uh that's going to be interesting so be sure to subscribe here over uh at at godless engineer for more great bible studies as well as the other content that we produce on here and uh while y'all are at it don't forget to stand up and use your voice bye heathens bye y'all